Good morning, good morning. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Tim, a prayer call where we gather from 5.45 to 6 a.m. I am your host, Sister Valerie Lee, and I'm so grateful that you joined me this morning, and we thank God for another day that this is truly the day that he makes, and we are all glad in it, and so we are grateful for yet another opportunity to gather in his name. And so let's get right into the call for today. When you get an opportunity, I want you to read 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. Again, that's 1 Kings. Chapter 19, verses 1 through 7, and I'm reading from the King James Version of these seven verses, and it reads on this wise. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under the juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head, and he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. So far the scripture. And so this morning, ladies and gentlemen, we look at this account of Elijah who was fleeing from Jezebel. And so this call today, this time, this prayer is about the word discouragement. Discouragement is having, uh, as we would say, to lessen the courage that you have. And so Elijah is an example of one who was not just discouraged, but he was also leaning towards looking at that his life is not worth it. He shouldn't even be here. He even said it in the verses that take my life. And so there was a victory that happened on Mount Carmel. We get an opportunity to go back to chapter 18 and because of this victory, Elijah should have been walking in the confidence that God had him. Um, it was the prophets of Baal versus God himself, and Elijah was standing there and saying, well, where's your, where's your gods? Um, let me see what they're going to do. Anyway, as a result, God, of course, got the victory. But he gets this threat, Elijah, from Jezebel. Jezebel was a wicked woman. She was because of this wickedness, when she heard that Elijah had done this, that the prophets of Baal had been slain, she sent a word, she sent a threat to him. And as a result, Elijah received it and got afraid. He got nervous. He got scared. And so it says that he left and he went into what is known as the wilderness and he journeyed there and he wanted to die. And so The reason I'm talking about this account today is because some of you um, are in a space the way Elijah had been. You have had multiple victories in your life. What kind of victories? Well, you've had victories where God provided when you thought that you were not going to make it. There were court cases. There was 
situations with the IRS. There were situations with your relationships. They couldn't get along with each other. You were trying to figure out what's the next move. You were trying to figure out what you were going to do with your job. Um, and all these things were were looking like a situation, like a threat, like it was over, like it wasn't going to work. And as a result, God came through. But Elijah, he felt like he forgot what God had done with this, this victory at Mount Carmel. And some of you have forgotten, too. You are dealing with things that you've never dealt with before. And because of that, you've even gotten to the place where you've said, just let me just die. Forget it. I, it's not even worth it anymore. You know, God, you, I guess I don't know what the problem is. You, you know, you, you see all this is going on, but you have not come through for me. And so I wanted to encourage you today because God has not forgotten you. He needs you to take some times of rest. And even in Elijah's folly saying, oh, take my life, it says that that there was food being provided for Elijah. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because even in his folly, even in his making a statement like take my life, God still provided for him. And then he let him go back to sleep. So he laid down, verse 6, and he lay down again because he was already asleep. And then the angel of the Lord came a second time and said, arise and get up and eat. And so why am I saying that today? I'm telling you to get up, get up, shake it off, arise, get your courage back. Remember what God did. Read this account, but then read your own account and remember what he's done in your life. And because he has come through for you time and time again, don't get it twisted because you're in a stage where you're in, you're in a waiting stage and God is getting ready to show up, show out. He's going to take care of that boss. He's going to take care of that situation with the money, the tuition. He's going to take care of that situation with you and your spouse. Get up. Shake yourself off and know that God has been victorious in your life and he's still victorious in your life. And so because of that, stay encouraged. Get your courage back. Do not let the enemy trick you because he is a liar. He is a punk, and he wants to discourage you because that's what he does. He is an accuser of the brethren, and he's constantly making us think God has forgotten us, but he has not forgotten us because we are more than conquerors. We are victorious. Think about every victory that God has brought you through, and because of that victory, stand on it for the next victory and the more of the victories to come. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you this morning, and we thank you for life. We thank you for health. We thank you for strength. We thank you for being a God who loves us in spite of us. You are a keeper of each and every one of us, God. You watch over us, Lord. You allow us to have a place to sleep. You allow us to to rest. You allow us to have a roof over our head, God. You've allowed us to have some clothes. You've allowed us to have some food, God. You've allowed us to have the necessities in life. And so, God, for that, we give you the praise, and we're grateful for it, Lord. We tend to take so much for granted. We think sometimes that life is just so rough because of all the big things that are happening. But, God, you take care of us. You take care of us, the little things, the, the, and the most minute things, God, the things that we do take for granted, Lord. We thank you for water. We thank you that we can take a shower. We thank you for heat. And if we don't have heat, we got blankets. We got a bed. If we don't have a bed, we have a sofa. Father, we have much to be grateful for, Lord. Even if we're walking slowly, we got legs, we got feet. And if we don't, if we're in a wheelchair, we can roll through. God, we want to say thank you because you've done so much for us. You keep us, God, even when we don't want to be kept. And for that, we give you the glory. This morning, God, 
we come to you because we don't want anything to hinder us. So sometimes we've done things, said things, behaved unseemingly, was a wreck, a mess. God did stuff knowing and unknowingly, but today we bring it before you and we say we're sorry. We ask that you forgive us right now of our sins, God. Anything that causes us to have a wedge, a space between you and us so that you won't even hear us, God, we are grateful that you are a merciful God. And because you're merciful, God, we come to you this morning and we ask that you forgive us. So we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for forgiving us of our sins. Lord, this morning we come to you and we bring ourselves before you. We bring every single person under the sound of my voice even myself, God, in this area where we get discouraged, where we don't have enough courage, where we are fearful, when we're nervous, when we're anxious, when we don't know what's going on, when we forget what you've done for us before. And because of that, we are in this state of feeling like it's not worth it. We don't know what to do. God, we put a period here, and we sober ourselves up, and we look to you, the author and finisher of our faith, and we ask that you help us. Help us, God, to shake this off. Help us, God, to arise like you told Elijah. Help us, God, to eat, to get our strength back, to take some time. We may need a day to get it together. We may need to drink some water. But then the next day, get up, get up, get up, get up. Let us look at the situations that are before us, God, and give it to you, God. We have the confidence, not in ourselves, but in you. If we ask anything in your name, you said that you would grant it. It unto us. And so because we have confidence in you, God, we don't have to fear. We don't need to worry about man. We don't need to worry about the situation that's been put before us, the money situation, the eviction notice. We do not have to worry because, God, we're going to ask you to give us the direction, the wisdom, the wherewithal of what we need to do. Some of our own situations, our own choices, the things that we did, it might even be the consequences, but God, you know we're fickle, you know we're a mess, you know we don't do things right. So God, we ask for your mercy and we ask that you teach us how to do this, how to live this life, how to deal with this situation. Lord, you told um, Joshua, have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? God, you want us to be strong, but you also want us to be courageous. Not courageous because we're big and we're strong and we have um, muscles and because we work out, but we need to be strong in our faith in you that our daddy is going to take care of the situation, that he got it. Yeah, we heard the diagnosis. Yeah, we heard what the doctor said. We heard, we saw it on the screen, but God, we give it to you and you have been victorious in our lives so many other times before. So God, help us to get our courage back, to stand on your word, to know, God, that you said that we need to to, to hear what you told us. You said that these things I speak to you, that you might have peace. You said in this world, you're going to have some tribulation, but take heart because you've overcome the world. You told us that, God, because you knew we were going to live in a place, in a land, in an earth, among people in different parts of the world, that it was strong, it was rough, there was trials, there were tribulations. You said to, but take heart. That means that we are supposed to stand there and say, yeah, it looks rough, it looks tough, but our Father has us. Our Father is going to take care of us. And so, God, even in the midst of us being nervous, even in the midst of us looking at it, we got to go before that person. We got to speak to that person in the office, the, the boss, that the, you got to go meet with the principal for your child. Whatever it is, God, you said that even in our weakness, our weakness, you said that your grace, is sufficient. That means we're enough right in the midst of our weakness. We're enough because you are strong in us. The power that you have is made perfect 
in our weaknesses, God. And so we are supposed to be able to boast in our weakness because it's you, God, your power that's going to rest upon us. We thank you this morning, God, for this this word of encouragement that Elijah was just like us. He's, he is just like us where we get these victories and we know that you come through for us. You gave us a job. You, you bought the house and then we get the house. And we don't know what's next because we can't pay the bill because all of a sudden you don't have the job anymore. How do you pay the mortgage? God, you gave me the house. What? This don't make sense. How am I supposed to do this? Father, we ask that you remind us that you are the one who takes care of us. God, you said to cast all of our anxieties on you because you care for us, God. And so, God, when we are weak and we don't know what to do, you have called us to stand on, our, on the word of God. You've called us to pray. You've called us to, to seek you, God, to bend down and to, to, to praise you, to lay prostrate when we can, if not sit in a chair. You've told us to call on you, and then when we don't even know what to say in prayer, that God, that our spirit will make intercession for us because it's your spirit, God. And so we began to moan and groan with words that cannot be uttered. God, we need you to help us to get the right perspective that we are victorious, that we are conquerors, and we're more than conquerors, that we win in every situation, God. So today we speak that the children are arising, that your women are arising, your men are arising. They're getting up. They're shaking it off, God, in the name of Jesus. Shake out that depression and that discouragement, oh, God, even in their homes, their apartments, their bedrooms, God, did they go in and they close the door, they close the curtains, they turn off the lights, whatever it is, because they don't want to see, to feel. They cut off people. They go into isolation because they think that's the answer. Today, we call on you, God, to wake them up, to shake them off, God, to tell them that it's well, that I got the situation in the palm of my hand, just like the last one, and just like the one before that, and just like the one before that, God, you are a God that can can bless us, can keep us, can deal with us, can judge us, but then correct us and then love us. Who wouldn't serve a God like you? We serve you, God. We honor you, God, and we give you the praise. We don't have to worry about a thing. Your word says if God, if you're for us, who can be against us? Let the best of them come after us. The armies can come after us. The people at the job can come after us. Your friendships, the people that say that they're your friends can come after us. And even your very family, the church family, the people next door, the neighbors upstairs, they can come after us. But God, if you are for us, they got to stand before you. You said when the enemy comes against us one way, he got to go back seven. Seven, your word and your number of completion. And so because of that, God, we stand on it. So the enemies of our health, the enemies of our soul, the enemies and try to keep us in a place of anguish. God, we look to you today, the author and finisher of our faith, and know that you're going to send them back seven ways, that we're going to win, that we're winning, that it's going to be a good report, that the phone is going to come through, the answer is going to come through, that God, that you're showing up and showing out on our behalf. And so this morning, God, because you do that, remember those who need you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We lift up Charmaine as she's in that burn unit, God, first and second degree burn over a, a, um, a tea kettle that hit her and burned her skin and her face. Father, I pray that you would help her through, that you would heal her body, that you would take the pain out of the pain because the burn, I'm sure, is extremely painful. But, God, you are the one that can ease the pain. So do that for my dear sister in the name of Jesus. Meet her right there. Send angels to minister to her, God. Don't let this prayer just fall on 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 solid ground, but let it hit right to you, God, that you would hear it, that you would uh, 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 agree, and you would answer this prayer on behalf of Charmaine in the name of Jesus. Let the doctors and all those that 
Tend to her. Help her, God, and that her recovery will be speedier than ever. We ask also lift up Kathy Furby and her family as they um, go through this time of grief concerning Miss Barbara in the name of the Lord Jesus and, and any other grieving family and friends and church family, God, we lift them all up before you. We ask that you would undergird them, that you would help them through, that you would walk with them, God, because you are the comforter. We pray for those who are sick and infirm and in the shut-in state or shut-in in their homes. They're sick. There's so many people, God, that have COVID and all kinds of other sicknesses, but it's quiet. Unless you look for them and they say, oh, by the way, I'm not here. I'm not there because I'm sick. God, have mercy upon them. We ask that you remember Jordan and to remember Karen Thomas in the name of the Lord Jesus, God. We pray for those who are in hospitals and hospices, God, nursing homes. We pray and plead your blood, God, because you are still the one who's Rapha. You are the great physician. You are the Lord God that heals, God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for those who are in prison, in a physical prison, God, those who are guilty. We pray that you extend your mercy. Those who are not guilty, we pray that you release them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And those who are in the prison of their mind, free them. Freedom from the things that have kept them and are keeping them in bondage because you are a burden bearer. You are a heavy load sharer. You are the one who breaks yokes. You deliver. You open doors to those who are in prison, physical and emotional and spiritual. Do it, God. And so, Father, because of that, cover your people today. Keep them. Direct them. Comfort them in the name of Jesus. And then, God, show up on our behalf. Open the floodgates. Thank you for doing it in advance in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the favor. Thank you for the good news. Thank you for the open doors. Thank you for the text mail, the emails, the phone call. It's going to come through the approval, the letter in the mail. God, we thank you that you are encouraging your people by doing this, not because we deserve it, but because you're going to do it and show us as a testimony to others, God. We pray right now for those who are, are doing great things, and that they're going to show out and give you the glory. So, God, pay it forward. As we tell people, when somebody does something for us, we ask them to pay it forward. But we ask today that you pay it forward for us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pay it forward in our lunch, in our dinner. Pay it forward in their lives, God, so that when others see, they will glorify you in heaven and say it had to be God that did that for them, God. And so we bless you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for Sanai's friend who the little girl was in an accident. The whole car was crushed. The, 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 the mother, everybody was in the car, and they were crushed. They got cut out of it, and now they are well. They're still here, but they're doing uh, physical therapy. We pray that you remember this family and that you keep them, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, and let them draw closer to you. But while they're drawing closer to you, that they would serve you the more, that they would honor you, that they would know that it is you, God, that did it for them. And remind my daughter, Sinai, of another wonder, that you are a wonder, that you are a God who does all things well. Cover us today, and we bless you, God, for this prayer that we are encouraged, that we're rising up, that we're going to shake ourselves off, we're going to get something to eat, we're going to get something to drink, and even those that are fasting, you could eat if you're eating the Daniel, and if you're not eating, if you're not on the Daniel, that God, that you would be the food for us, that in our prayer, and our reading and meditating, that you would be our food, and because we're meditating on a day and night, we'll be successful as we walk with you and trust you to bring us back to more courage and know that, God, you got us. We thank you for this prayer today. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. Cover us, we plead the blood over every situation, every person, every place we go. God, you are a keeper. We love you and we bless you for this prayer. It is in Jesus' name that we pray, God, and for your sake. Amen and amen again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for doing this for us. So hold on to this word today. 
Get your courage back. Shake yourself off. Arise. Get that courage back. I keep saying it. Get that courage back because God is the one who's doing it. And just like Elijah, there are threats that do come. We get nervous. But you've got to remember the victories because when you get an opportunity, keep reading. Miss uh, Sister Jezebel, she ends up getting killed. She dies. Okay, I need you to know that so that when the thing or the person or the situation seems like it's going to overtake you, it is already under the blood and you have the victory, you win. And so, you know, I love you, but God truly loves you more. Have a blessed day and join me again when we gather. 15 minutes of him. Take care. You've been listening to 15 Minutes with Him podcast. If you're receiving blessings and inspiration, be sure to like, subscribe, and share this experience with others. For information, visit us at ValerieLee.org. Until next time, join Sister Valerie Lee for 15 Minutes with Him.